Good evening, everyone. Yes. So um, I am going to be uh, speaking from my favorite scripture. If anybody knows that, well, it's Galatians 2, verse 20. Interestingly, two of the other billionaires have already. Yeah. So, so I've been crucified with Christ. Galatians two, verse um, twenty. I've been crucified with Christ. Um, and why is that? What? What has to be um, understood is, and we've been speaking about dying to self, but what has to be understood is this, is that the sense of joy and fulfillment. I want to get people away from this idea that all we have to battle with is this fallen angel, archangel, called the devil, which we do have to battle with him, but he's not everywhere. That's what you have to understand. But is what is everywhere with you? Is yourself. And I'm going to say this, self-centeredness, there's a paradox going on because there are a lot of people who feel that, well, yeah, self-preservation, I should be for myself, blah, blah, blah. But is what happens is self-centeredness actually sucks away at your sense of joy and well-being because the way that God has set up this world is he set up the world for community really he hasn't set up the world for you to be by yourself for you to serve yourself that's why those people who end up in places like solitary confinement end up with mental illness kids babies children they need nurture from parents we were made for community we were made to do things for others you were just not made to serve yourself really so i want you to understand now why you're dying to self don't get me wrong i know in our culture oh die to self are you crazy are you yeah really our culture is about self-serving self-service but i am Letting you know, so people who have addictions, it's because of self-serve. People who had spending problems, whatever the issues, it's all about self-centeredness. People, narcissism, self-centeredness, really. Uh, not being fulfilled in relationships, self centeredness what i am essentially saying is that the way to fulfillment 
is making sure you get the self under control. If you, his approval, if you, if you allow it, if you allow your thinking to go this way, your thinking will naturally drift towards yourself. Naturally. Every person here will naturally drift towards your self. Really. Naturally drift towards your self. To live a fulfilled life. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's natural. I, I don't know what's going on with with um what's going on with people um not being muted, but they should be. Um but um but anyway, um I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives through me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who lived, loved me and gave himself up for me. So if I have been crucified with Christ and Christ is in the center, that is the healthiest place to be where Christ is in the center. Many people will say, oh, my healthy weight is this. Well, your healthy sense of emotional and spiritual disposition is this, is to be crucified with Christ. It's for God to be in the center and not you. Blaise Pascal, brilliant French philosopher and theologian from the 16th century, actually said that there's a God-shaped vacuum inside of every person and that is true but is the thing is that we fill it with sports fill it with money fill it with sex all of those things don't get me wrong should have a place in your life but not center stage not center stage they are peripheral they are peripheral in your life they should have a place in your life but not center stage and when i say peripheral they are necessary to ensure your life keeps moving so that the thing that needs to be at center stage remains at center stage paul was a tent maker tent making powered is evangelism now, what should not be flipped around where evangelism becomes peripheral and tent making becomes center stage? Really, the gospel is not going to get preached. So we should never, ever become center stage. Here is the fight that you have on, that we have on, is we have a fight on we have a fight on, and sorry, but my my 
a little cat is is uh, a fight on. He's trying to take center stage. Oh, he's back up again. Each time I put him down, he just gets back up. But but what our biggest fight now we, we have to understand is with ourselves. Our biggest fight right now is with our self. We are struggling against our self. Satan is not around everywhere. It's our flesh. It's our inner man. It is our ego. There is a desire to be self-sufficient. There's a desire to be a know-it-all. There's a desire not to want to do anything for anybody else but ourselves. There's a desire to want to be right. There's a desire to want to control. There's a desire to, to want what's bad for us. There is a desire to move away from God. There is a desire to want to do the wrong thing. There is a desire not to want to do the right thing. So what, what is preventing us from living a fulfilled life is ourself. We get into this thing regarding the enemy, Satan. Yes, he does. But here is the thing is that without self, without self, he is our business. See the cartels without demand for drugs. They're out of business. Really, they are out of business. So it's this part of self that we have to control. We have to get that under control. If you don't have self under control, yes, you are kind of easy pickings for him. So we have to understand what is causing us our causing us to have these problems. It is the fact that we don't have our desires under control. This is what's robbing us of fulfillment because God is the source of fulfillment. Understand one thing. There is no such thing as fulfillment, joy, happiness, however you want to describe it in itself. Those things are byproducts. Those things are not products in themselves. They are byproducts, right, of something bigger. And that is now ensuring that there is a correct paradigm when it comes to living, right? And that paradigm is God in the center. And if God is in the center, one, you don't have the kind of fear and anxiety that you have when he's not. Fear and anxiety sucks away at your emotional resources. That sucks away at your joy. That sucks away at your peace. Right? When God, when you are in the center, you are going to have anxiety because right now you become your source of protection, 
your source of provision, all of that stuff, you yourself in this big old world, right? You, are, there's a lot of people that have problems sleeping, have insomnia. Well, why is that? Because the weight of the world is on their shoulders. We were never meant to live that way. Never, ever, ever meant to live that way. So putting yourself in the center, being self-centered is self-defeating. It is self that's going to rob you of your joy. Here is the lie of the enemy. Doing things for others, you're a sucker. You are a sucker. They'll use you. Blah, blah. Don't worry about people. Only remain focused on God. Absolutely, some people will use you because some people don't know the value of people. Some people don't know the Look at all of the shooters. That tells you people don't know the value of people. But see all the shootings, that's self-centeredness. Only self-centered people are going to go and shoot a bunch of innocent people that they do not know, not understanding that there's a lifelong impact, generational impact for generations. Yet, do you remember when I, uh, uh, great, 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 this got uh, murdered? Oh, wow, yeah. What a legacy. Only self-centered people would actually do that. We have to, and why are those self-centered people doing that? Because they are having a life that they felt was going to be much better. And so what are they saying? I'm going to suck away the happiness and joy from other people because I'm not having fun. When we put God in the center, we have, you, you're going to have more energy. After I'm done with this teaching, you're going to have more joy. You're going to have more peace. You're going to have less focus on outside affairs, worldly affairs, because you don't derive any sense of joy from those things. Here's where it happens, folks. It's right here. We are going to be focused on the interior and not the exterior. We're living right here. Us and God, in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. Joy doesn't come from doing things. Joy, now joy, don't get me wrong, gets expended when you're doing things. We have to get things right. I want you to understand that it's from God that we get all of these resources and we expend them when we are doing things. This is why so many people get frustrated because they are expecting them other areas, other things, doing these things to be a source of joy, money, sex, drinking, drugs, whatever, career, all of this stuff. No, it starts here. It's just like, oh, when I get married, I will have joy. Well, that's putting that on your spouse. Well, what about if your spouse is saying that I'm going to have joy? So both people coming in, looking at the other one for joy. What is that? The blind leading the blind. And both of them will fall into a ditch. It's got to start right here. 
understand one thing, folks. What I'm talking about, joy and fulfillment, is an inside job. It's not an outside job. It's an inside job. Understand that. The real joy, and it's effortless, you, you just have it. You just have it, whether you're engaged in any kind of activity or unengaged. You just have it. You wake up with it. This is what, I, and also that joy, it makes life so much easier to handle. I'm telling you, so much easier to handle. So we are going to get away from this old idea of trying to derive joy from external circumstances. It's an inside job, folks. It's an inside job. Okay, so this is now all about fulfillment and how we get it. Understand, we don't get it from the outside. We expend it externally. We, ex we expend it externally, but we derive it internally. Life is to be lived is to be lived inside out if you're living outside in you're living in authentically life is to be lived inside out the resources are on the inside of us that's where the engine is really i take my car to my mechanic I don't want him to look at my body work. I don't want him to look in the trunk. I need to look in the engine. We live it inside out because it's the engine that powers the car. It's the inside that powers us. And listen, yes, we have to do spiritual warfare. We do have an enemy, but we're going to stop allocating so much mental and emotional resources to him. We're going to be allocating more resources on conquering this whole idea of the flesh and this self-centeredness because the flesh wants to push God out and for us to be at the center. Okay? I do not need God. I am my own God and the God of this world, he is just someone that perpetuates that idea. But understand one thing he is not omnipresent, he's not everywhere. The thing that's bothering you the most is what's going on on the inside of you. He's not on the inside of you. No, now, now, can he study you? and kind of know how to coerce you? Yes, of course. Now, people can study you and know that. There are salespeople that can do that. So, yeah, clearly, of course he can. But he really has no power over you once you get the power on the inside, on the control drug dealers have no power over people 
who have quit drugs, who are clean. The alcohol industry has no power over people who are clean. This is what we have to understand. It's an inside job. And in fixing the inside, that takes care of the outside. We have to understand that everything that we need comes from God. And then we expend it. That's an inside job. And then we expend it on the outside. It's inside out living. So some uh, prayer points. Uh, first one. Lord God, give me the grace to get my desires under control, Lord God. I don't want my desires to control me. I want to be controlled by the Spirit. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, I praise your holy name. Father, I praise you, Lord God. I pray that you give me the grace to get my desires under control. I don't want them controlling me. I want to be led by my spirit, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, give me the grace. Give me the grace to work on making you the center of my life. Here is also a scary thing of people having God totally at the center of their life. Is here is something that scares a lot of people. It's a dichotomy in itself defeating. Well, what about if he wants me to do something that I don't want to do? Here's the problem with that. Here's why this is a problem and why it's a crafty lie. Because that question starts from self-centeredness. But do you understand? So it's being aware of this self-centeredness. It starts from self-centeredness. And where is the deception on this? Is that my self-centered living can create for myself a better life than God could create for me. Do you see now how it becomes then a crafty lie? The God of the universe, the God who created you, can can not create a better life for yourself. So, Lord God, Lord God, give me the grace to make you the center of my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Father, I praise your holy name. Father, I pray Lord God, that you will give me the grace to make you the center of my life, Lord God. Give me the grace to make you the center of my life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when Jesus says, follow me, is what that is, that statement. That is a statement where Jesus is saying, if you're following him, you're acknowledging that he can do a better job with your life than you can. So it's not just follow him, buy him where? I mean, down to the local McDonald's? No, it's follow him 
living this better life that he can do a better job. And it requires faith that, Lord, I am turning over my life to you. That's where the freedom comes, right? That is where the freedom comes. And here's the crafty lie. One, so many of us, all of us have messed up our lives. And I say this relative to what God can do with them. Yet all of us, you know, we've messed up our lives, have a fear of still turning them over to our creator, right? So, Lord God, give me the grace by faith to turn over my life to you because it's by fear that prevents us from doing that, right? So, by faith, turning my life over to you, Lord God, I want to conquer my fear that I have that prevents me from doing that. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name. We pray that by faith you give us the grace to turn our lives over to you because by fear it prevents us from doing that. But by faith we turn them over to you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord God, give me the grace for that scripture i've been crucified with christ it's no longer i that live but christ that lives through me to be reside in my heart i don't want this to just reside on a page in scripture i want it to reside in my heart give me the grace for this to live in my heart lord god colossians 3 Verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, richly. Lord God, give me the grace for this word, Lord God. I've been crucified with Christ to dwell in me richly, Lord. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. We pray that you will give me the grace for your word, Lord God. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives. For that to dwell in me richly, dwell in my spirit, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name, amen. So the caring call, now I'm going to hand it over. And I'm expecting people to speak, talk about what you are getting from these meetings, how you are changing. You know, folks, I want some feedback, really. I want some feedback. So, um, Father Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I know, Father, Lord God, I want to make you the center, Lord God. I have been the center of my life, and it's done me no good. So I make you the center. I thank you, Father. I pray that you would make my life something it could never, ever be 
without you being at the center, Lord God. I thank you for shedding your blood and for dying for me, Lord God, and I accept your gracious offer of salvation. Make my life something it could never be without you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.